Thanks for listening to the Cascade Vineyard Church Podcast. To learn more about our community or the vineyard movement as a whole, feel free to visit our website, cascadevineyard.org. There you'll also find additional teachings, information on our various ministries, and other resources for further developing your faith. Our Sunday live stream starts at 10 a.m. at cascadevineyard.org stream or on Facebook at Cascade Vineyard Church. Thanks for tuning in. Begin, begin today with a verse uh, from the book of Acts, if we could take a peek at that. It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. And then uh, this is uh, Luke writing, Paul speaking. He lists some requirements there. The context is there were a group of folks that were uh, placing some requirements on new believers Some were uh, Old Testament law kinds of things. Others were New Testament grace. They were kind of mixing that together. Uh, That's the context. But the point that I wanted you to see this morning from that little verse is that the disciples here, Paul, Barnabas, and their crew, are, are acting in cooperation with the Holy Spirit. I really, really appreciate that line, uh, that it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. There is a partnership there, and and that that partnership is the topic of our message this morning. We are going to begin a new series today, and you can go ahead and go to that slide again now, Naomi, thank you, on Vineyard Values. And uh, this will be, if you're someone who's fairly new to the Vineyard, I think this will be helpful for you. Uh, if you've been around vineyard churches for a long time, uh, it'll also be helpful. I think it's good periodically just to review and kind of remind ourselves of why we do what we do. You know, v- values are important. Values are important in life. They're important in uh, relationships, in, in Companies or corporations typically have a value statement uh, that that they live by, and and they're important in churches as well. Um, The values that we'll be looking at, vineyard values, are uh, described to us, really, these these come from the uh, Vineyard USA. They're collectively the values of the vineyard movement, not just of CVC. And I will say this, they have changed over the years. If you've been around the vineyard for a a length of time, you'll notice that uh, I I don't remember all of the transitions, but I think originally there were eight values, and then at one point there were 13, then it changed again. And now they've sort of boiled that down to five. So there are five values that we'll be looking at. So this will be a shorter series than Ephesians, I promise. Um, but but they are they are uh, the values of the vineyard movement, which uh, you, you know we 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 call the vineyard of the movement or an association or a community of churches. Um, there are 
I think roughly in the neighborhood of 2,400 or so vineyard churches worldwide. Um, I don't know how many countries there are vineyard churches in. I was quoting the number 70 for a while. Mark Fields corrected me a couple years ago and told me I think it was something closer to 100. I don't know exactly. But there are vineyard churches uh, worldwide. We have shied away a little bit from the title or the kind of the classification of a denomination. Um, basically because uh, there are some structures and some history to denominationalism that uh, we found to be not so positive. So we go with the term community of churches, which I like because they're in that there are really two things that connect us. And, and one is relationship. We're a highly relational movement. Um, Donna and I will be leaving very early tomorrow morning to go to Phoenix for the uh, Vineyard USA National Conference. And it, it'll be really fun. We're looking forward to it a lot because uh, we will see lots of friends. And, and frankly, uh, I think Donna looked, I, I haven't even looked to see who's speaking or what the topics are. To be honest, I, I don't care. Uh, and I say that, not that I don't care, but, but the thing that I'm, I'm excited about and looking forward to the most is seeing people and connecting with people. Uh, it's, it, it means a lot, and relationship is really part of the glue that holds Vineyard together. The other uh, common denominator, the other thing we have in common, is a value system. It's a value system that, that dictates kind of kind of how we do church. And again, I think if you've been to other vineyard churches, you've probably noticed that there are some similarities. They may not be cookie cutters. They may not do everything exactly the same, but there are some similarities, and that's because they're bound together by a common value system. So uh, what we'll be looking at over the next few weeks is what we call core values, um, and that's because, you know, there's a lot of things that we value. We wouldn't say we don't value children's ministry or, or we don't value certain aspects of ministry. But these are the core values. And really what that means is they are the things that the other things come from. Um, they're also the things that I think uh, we we put our time, energy and money into. And that's that's pretty true in life, isn't it? You put your time, your energy, and your money into those things that you value. Uh, and in the Vineyard Movement, we put time, energy, and money into uh, the working out of these values. And I think you'll see that as we talk about them, how that is reflected in, in our priorities. So in the church, Big C, capital C Church, church globally, worldwide, there are lots of options, lots of voices, lo lots of directions, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to say here a few of those, some are extreme and kind of wacky and to be avoided. Okay. Uh, that said, by and large, the vast majority of them are, are very good and positive, um, and are reflections of sort of the multifaceted kingdom of God. Uh, and again, they're very, very good. They're also very, very different maybe than what we've been called to do or, or, or to, to represent. Um, the kingdom of God is diverse. And I love that. I, to me, that's a, that is just such a precious thing. I, don't, I haven't done it as often in recent years, but historically, 
I would take time to visit other churches that are very different than us because I just so appreciated different expressions of worship, different expressions of faith. Um, the kingdom of God is very, very diverse because people are diverse. We, we like different things. We have different tastes, right? Um, worship is diverse. I love our worship. I love what we do. This morning was so good. Thank you, Stephen, Cindy. That was really good. Um, but I know, like, for example, our friends down the hall have a very different style of worship than we do. It's worship. It's, it's filled with the presence of God, but it's very different. And there are different styles of worship because people are different. There are different expressions of faith because people are different. And, there, and, and, and churches are diverse. There's a diversity of churches because uh, the kingdom of God is a multifaceted, diverse uh, dynamic in the world today. So what we'll be looking at in terms of vineyard values is kind of the little slice of the kingdom pie that we occupy. It's a big pie. There's a lot to it. Uh, and we're one little part. So that's our intro. Let me, uh, let me pray. And then we'll, uh, we'll take a look at the first of the vineyard values. Jesus, thanks so much for this morning, for the chance to be together today. Uh, we love you. We honor you. I thank you for our worship time. Thank you for uh, your presence for, for, thank you for our kids here this morning. Just bless them in the other room, Lord. Um, just, just thank you so much for all that you're doing with us and in us and through us in the world today. Your name we pray. Amen. So um, our title, as we said, is, is uh, Vineyard Values. The first of those, if you want to go to the next one for me, uh, each, each value will be uh, kind of introduced with that same little phrase, we are people of the kingdom of God who, and our first value this morning is partner with the Holy Spirit. Uh, go ahead and give me one more if you would there, Naomi. All right. This is a description of that from the Vineyard USA website. It says, we are not simply implementing the best church strategies and trying to accomplish what is humanly possible, rather... Our mission involves praying and finding power from God himself to accomplish what humans could never accomplish on their own. We pray for the sick, we confront injustice, and we seek to hear the voice of God on behalf of others. This involves partnership with a person beyond ourselves. It's our conviction uh, that God wants to wants us to experience his presence in, in a very tangible and real way it, it's not a a virtual relationship uh did you see that movie uh, a few years ago uh with joaquin phoenix where he falls in love with the uh girl on the computer no nobody's okay her. yeah so a couple of you saw it it's creepy it's just I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record. I, I like Joaquin Phoenix, but that was kind of creepy. Uh, God doesn't want that for us. He wants us to be connected to Him in a, in a very tangible, real way. Um, the statement from Vineyard USA said, you know, you know, that we enter into a relationship with a person beyond ourselves. We, we partner with the Holy Spirit in carrying out uh, the vision, the mission of the kingdom of God with, with in, in, ta- in tandem with the Holy Spirit. We're all familiar with, uh, probably all familiar, I think, with the, uh, the section of Scripture in Acts chapter 2 where 
the disciples are together. It's uh, Jesus has been crucified and then uh, resurrected, but there's some uncertainty. There's a lack of clarity. Some people have seen him, some haven't. They're not sure what's going on. It's a little confusing right now. Uh, and they're together kind of bemoaning what to do next. And the Holy Spirit comes into the room and, and fills them up. Uh, different phenomena take place as a result of that. Uh, but the, the outcome, the aftermath of that experience is that the church begins. The church as we know it today, right now, is a result, direct result, of what happened there with those folks in that room on that day. Uh, they were empowered to go out and do the work of the kingdom. Uh, the, the Spirit gave them vision and direction uh, for what they what they were to do uh, in terms of the kingdom, and he gave them the power, or what we might call anointing in Christianese. We have our own little language to you know uh, anointing to do those things. All of that happened uh, when the Holy Spirit filled that original group of disciples, uh, and that really began the church, even as it is uh, today. That event happened as a result of, or, or really in response to, Jesus uh, prophetically speaking that it, that it would happen. If you want to go one more slide for me. John 16, Jesus says, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the father is mine. That is why I said the spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. So the spirit is the third person of the Trinity. It's the part of the Godhead that interacts with us and, and brings us into that place of partnership with God to do the work of the kingdom. He's very, very interactive. Um, our goal as, as the, you know, the people of the kingdom is to allow uh, the spirit of God space to move. Um, that's why at the end of worship every week, today after worship, uh, Cindy shared what God spoke to her uh, about uh, what he's doing in our midst. She also opened up uh, opportunity for anybody else. And periodically from week to week, uh, someone will have something that God has spoken to them. That, 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 that's part of that process, that interactive process of us cooperating and connecting with the Holy Spirit, like we read in Acts 16 earlier. The Spirit of God moves and speaks and directs and guides and leads us as, as we work with him. We, we connect with him sometimes by there, there are different ways. God speaks different ways. Sometimes you're not looking for it. Sometimes you just become aware of the Spirit's presence. But oftentimes it's we we wait. We set aside time specifically to wait and and to kind of calm our hearts a little bit and listen and 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 just ask, Lord, what are you saying today? What are you doing today? And I we do that corporately. I encourage you if you don't to do to do that um, individually as well. That. That process um, is not practiced specifically by the vineyard. It's, it's practiced by, by many, many, many churches 
but it historically is, is very, very much a part of, of who Vineyard is as a church. Um, the vineyard began with a group of people who were kind of burned out. Um, they were tired of religion and they were tired of the pretense of religion. And, 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 and frankly, if I can be honest, kind of broken, just kind of broken. And they, they gathered together and worshiped and waited. And sometimes they would just sit in silence and wait. Um, and oftentimes as they did that, the Spirit would speak, and then maybe someone would share uh, what God was speaking to them, or somebody else would get up and go over and pray for another person as the Lord directed them to do that. And in that process of, of really worship and waiting, the Spirit of God began to, to bring life and, and bring healing and, and, to, and to bring restoration to those, those broken lives. And that's, that's really the, the foundation, that, that interaction with the Holy Spirit of, of who we are as a people today. Uh, I know, I remember a few years ago, I was uh, in Nicaragua sharing on Vineyard Values with a group of young people that were potential church planners, and I shared a little bit of the history at the end, one young man came up to me and he said, Pastor, you forgot to tell him how it started in power. I said, you know, Ishmael, really, it started in brokenness. And the power came out of that. Um, that little group that uh, gathered together there uh, so many years ago uh, grew. And Donna and I became a part of that group. And then it kind of formalized and became a church and that church planted other churches and, and really and that partnership with the spirit was foundational to what we know of as the vineyard movement today. Um, I think one of the things that happened in that process is we came to the realization that this isn't optional. The partnership with the Holy Spirit's not optional. Um, in Ephesians 5, if you think back to our series in Ephesians, Paul says uh, very uh, definitively, very directly, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not, it's not an optional thing. Um, our, our lives are uh, incomplete in Christ without the filling of the Spirit. And I think you find not only incomplete, but an inadequacy and an ability to, to not only uh, carry out ministry and the things God's called you to do, but really even just to live an effective Christian life without the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that filling is a continual thing. It's ongoing. It's not a one-time deal. People talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or I got filled with the Holy Spirit on this date, which that's all good and fine. It may be that that's the first date that that happened to you or the first time you became aware of that. But the reality is this, that each of us in our own way needs that filling of the spirit continually throughout the course of our lives in an unending way. Um, you know, it's, I've said before, I used to teach youth and I would tell them it's like gas in the tank. Uh, you can have a really cool car, but you got to put gas in the tank or you won't go nowhere. 
and you can go out and, and race around town, but sooner or later you're going to run low and you got to fill up again. And that same reality is so true with the filling of the Spirit. We need to be filled repeatedly throughout the course of our lives. And very often, um, you, 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 you know, like the car thing again, you know when the red light comes on and tells you, uh, yeah, you better get gas. Anybody ever ignore that light? <laughs> yeah. God bless you. Uh, I, I, I'm embarrassed to say this. Uh, I, I, last year, I got a new car. The first uh, tank of gas, my, this car tells you exactly how many miles you can go. You have, you know, 14 miles. Fill up now. And I, uh, I don't know what happened. I just ignored it. And um, I do know what happened is that I needed coffee and I drove to, I drove to Starbucks and I ran out of gas at Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, I know. Gas, coffee, right? Um, the irony is that uh, my daughter Jordan was close by and I called her to come and get me. And the irony is that there were many, many times uh, in her earlier life when I had to go help her with gas or other vehicular things. So paybacks, you know what they say. But if you ignore that red light, you run out of gas. And the point is that there's times in our lives when we get worn down, run down, beat up, run over, whatever, just tired uh, in life. And it's sort of like that red light comes on and the Lord is saying, hey, you, you know what? You need me. You need a little, a little, uh, what is it? Does our website still say a dose of the ghost? It does not. Um, but that's what you need, right? That's what you need. You need, a, you need a little, a little refill. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's that interactive person of the Trinity, uh, that leads us, directs us. And as Jesus said, comforts us. And again, uh, collectively, it's not optional. And I found that personally, it's not optional. Um, we all will experience times in life uh, that are a bit much. You know, today is more than I anticipate. And uh, it's the Holy Spirit that can come and give you that sense of peace, that sense of calm, that sense of you know what? Circumstances may be outside of my control or not what I had hoped for today, but I know it's going to be okay because you're here with me. So uh, it's a core value. It's, it's the first listed of the core values of the vineyard that we're a people of the kingdom of God who partner with the Holy Spirit. And it, it is our conviction that the church and Christian life are uh, virtually impossible to carry on without that presence of the Spirit working in us and with us and through us. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to sow into what God is doing through Casket Vineyard, we always welcome your prayers for our church body, our communities, and our leadership. If you'd like to contribute financially, please visit cascadevineyard.org slash give. We'll see you next week.